Hello. Hi. Welcome back. We're back. Part two, part two. As normal as it goes. Alexa-centric episodes. Woo. I'm sorry. Okay. It's this not a bad if I'm thing. Scared. I'm Alexa. The I'm person Ella. Who does too much information. And I'm the one that does and that's not Ella. have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> quick thing before we start. Uh, I don't know why it didn't stick out to me when I was doing my research before or even as I was saying it out of my mouth, but remember when I talked about Jonestown and I was like, that whatever place, um, I remembered now this morning in like a grand, what is it? An epiphany? Thing? Yes. And I was like, oh, wait, wasn't Jonestown the cult that drank the Kool-Aid? And the answer is Yes. <laughs> So if people the were yelling at me about it, I remembered, and I am sorry. Yeah, that the big cult. So the 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 Jim Jones guy that everybody was talking about wasn't a target. He killed people, <laughs> and um and his daughter, who I guess didn't die, happened to also be a sannyasin, and so that's what they were like. Right. That crazy yeah. cult guy had a daughter. And now that daughter is in this place, so, like, must be weird. And it's not as big of a stretch now uh, that I know what the hell we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because uh, before I was like, what are they doing? Like, just because something happened? I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I felt like an idiot in the, uh, in the like, true crime people, you know, collective community. I, I mean, you got there things. eventually. I mean, yes, because you guys are getting it a week later, and for us, it has been less than 12 hours, or a little more than 12 hours, right? Yeah? Yeah, a little, a little bit more. more. Whatever. It's the next morning. It's the next morning, and I woke up, and I remembered. <laughs> so that's where we're at. Okay, cool. We can work with that. Yes. Um. Do we have any other... No, this is just part two. Part two. Part two, part two. Let's do it. Part two, part two. Okay, so where we left off... Uh, oh, I, that's what I was going to say. I did watch the next episode in it. There's like... I, I want to say that I used a bunch of articles as well as the docuseries, but a lot of the information I did get from it because they have actual like recordings of people talking they brought in people that were involved in it to tell their story directly to the camera so it was like i this was a way to get a lot of firsthand mm-hmm. knowledge um but there's still so much that like i can't fit they obviously gave it six episodes and each episode is like an hour or a little bit more than an hour so like the fact that I am squeezing it into two parts is like, oh, you know, go watch, go watch it because I still have to watch the last episode. But there's just so much in there. I'm sure, um, yeah, yeah, and so it's amazing, and there, there's just a lot. Okay, All right. so where we left, where we left was, um. With the party, the big celebration that brought in all this money mm-hmm. that sounded like a good ass time. Um, and then people were saying that it was a concentration camp up there, right? Right, yeah, right. That's where we were, okay. And so, also, we've got this powder keg of the Rajneeshis versus the original antelope 
uh, residents. Mm -hmm. As well as, like, it's not so much, like, which is super weird was that people were talking about this, like, the, the elections that were happening in this, like, teeny tiny county with no people really in it. Teeny and tiny it towny. What? Teeny tiny towny. Yeah, like, I, uh, it's, I don't even understand, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, so one of the residents of Antelope starts going through the Sinyasin's trash when they throw it out. Um, that seems uncalled he, for. Yeah, and he, like, I don't know, in the documentary it seems like he's very kind of like, yeah, I was a big brain in this whole situation. They were lying <laughs> to everybody. Um, and, like, we'll, we'll get there. Okay, so he was taking the, like, recorded minutes from their internal meetings in the ranch. Um, and then he went and brought those, like, documents that he had now and took them to the attorney general. And that's when they started to say, huh, you know what? This might actually be a problem because aren't we supposed to have separation of church and, and state? Because that's something, yeah, that people really that's stick something to. We follow now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, a city can, like, a religion could not have a city. And they surely cannot be looking into taking over a county or what next? The state? Do they want the whole state? Oh my and then, god. Like, and they were like looking at it and they're like, now this man and this ranch have a police force. And for sure we know that they're not going to be loyal to the badge that they're wearing. They're going to be loyal to the man that they report to. Um, and that's a big problem. A huge, huge problem. Mm -hmm. um, and so all these people who were part of the commune were going like, are you serious? We're not going to talk about how the Catholics like have Boston or, I mean, you don't want to talk about how the Mormons have basically the entire state of Utah. Literally. No looking at those people, just us. Okay. <laughs> and so there was an initiative going uh, through this thing, the, the 1000 friends of Oregon that sounds awful to me um it was also the governor the attorney general and even like fucking congress and they were trying to expel the commune from oregon to like basically be like well you have to fucking leave uh okay sure um so then what sheila starts to do is she creates this program called share a home and so they started going out in big like school buses or whatever and they mm -hmm. would drive around the country and they would pick up people who were homeless and say if you want to you can come back and live with us okay. and they were like what's the catch what are you gonna do and they're like nothing we just like we have a place that you can live and they, they were like kind of telling them like who they were and like things that they were invested in mm -hmm. you know like the whole joy and stuff and then like they would like everyone that got on the bus was like it like was their own decision for basically but 
I mean, they were kind of promising, like, you'll have a place to sleep. Yeah. We'll take care of you. But, like, I don't know who's going to turn that down if you've been living on the street for six months. And these were largely mm-hmm. veterans. I think largely veterans from, like, Vietnam as well. Sounds and about people right. That had, yeah. And just largely people that had been completely abandoned and neglected for mm-hmm. at least months, if not longer. God bless and America. So, yeah. Uh, and so they would bring them back and they would like take them to the doctors that they had on the ranch and they would like fix them. They would heal them. They would get them on medication if they needed to be on medication. Um, all, all of it. And they were also like getting them back on their feet. And some people would leave and some people would chose to stay and they decided to also follow the Rajneesh movement too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like all these people who chose to stay basically said like, nobody gave a shit about me until I came to this ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were saying like, this is how America is supposed to be where we just take care of each other. Like I went and I fought over there and I came back and nobody cared anymore. Yeah. So at the end of it, they basically had brought in like 6,000 homeless people. Wow. I'm not even, like, um, mad at that. Like, it seems a little... It's it's a cult, but also... They're not the worst cult out there. That's what I've been saying. Like, I, I think, like... I'm not gonna say they're a perfect place that did nothing wrong at all. But they're a different type of cult. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, uh, you know? And, like, I've come with, with the whole thing, like, of... You know, this was kind of bad all these things at the end of it all but like i'm also going like how much would that have happened like how much would have happened had they not had the initial problem of the antelopians being like you can't be here because we don't like you yeah which is what it normally uh, comes down to yeah so but every to everyone else that was seeing these people get busted in it was they were like that's 6,000 voters because they're American mm-hmm. citizens and they can vote for them. And now they're coming in here, bringing them in. They're brainwashing them with all this peace and love. And they're <laughs> just trying to get in votes. With all this peace and love. Because that's such a bad thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, in 1984, they apparently were planning to run for the two open like county council seats i i government i don't know whatever but like it was there was two seats of power in the county that were up for election and they were thinking maybe we should get some of rajneesh's people into it mm-hmm. um uh and so then this is when oregonians like the whole state kind of blew up about this and they were like they're trying to take the county just like they took antelope and then they're gonna want the whole ass state and they were just they're gonna want the world everybody yeah they were fear-mongering everybody and they were saying like all of these like it was like rumors just spread and kept going and it just reached everywhere it was like it was nuts and Mm -hmm. um they tried to stop them from being able to register people to vote but because these people were like american citizens they had the right to do that. 
Wow, um, where have also, we seen that before? Yeah. And also, I don't know if it's still this way, but Oregon back then was one of the states that had a very easy, like, wanted people to vote, so they had made it very easy to register. Like, mm-hmm. you only needed to be 18, an American, and living in Oregon for 20 days to vote for the election. <laughs> 20 days? Nice. 20 days. Yeah. And so... Um, also, the Oregonians did not like all of these homeless people coming into their state now. Oh, of course not. And they kept calling them street people, and they were like, street we don't know who people. these people are, you know? And so they were super against all of the homeless people coming in. Of course they were. Um, there was rallies all over the state protesting Rajneesh Parum, um, and people were calling the governor to, quote, put it in its proper place as a non-existent city. Uh, they have, like, city registration. I don't know if they want... (laughs) What? They were basically just like, you need to fix this problem and make it go back to how it was before they got here. Because they don't have any place in our area. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest problem was that the people who came in wanted to vote. Yeah. Um, and, like, they had every... These were, like, American veterans. They have every right to Absolutely. vote. Absolutely. Um, but everyone was very nervous about how they were going to vote when it came to election day. And they were thinking that all of this was just, like, a huge election fraud. And so what did they do, Ella? Do I want to know? Probably not. They, uh, did, did a they blanket kill rejection. No. <laughs> there was a blanket rejection for any new voters due to suspicion of fraudulent voter registration. That's such a slap in the face. They were like, we don't know what's going on here, but it seems like it's suspicious, so nobody gets to vote if you're not already registered to vote. That's such a dick move. Yeah. Um, apparently, when they they basically all these people got to the registration center and were turned away, they were like, "You can't do it. We're not going to let you." And so all these people walked back to the ranch, and what I guess the fuck? one. Yeah, and they were pissed off, and one man was like so pissed, and he went kind of into a rage of stuff and he was like screaming and he was picking people up and he was throwing them Um, (laughs) oh my god so like Sheila ran out of her house and was trying to like calm the situation down and he like grabbed Mm -hmm. her by her neck lifted her up and shook her around oh shit and so then a doctor comes out sedates him and then according to one of the women who was on like Sheila's council they like took him to a park while he was still sedated, dropped him on a bench, and, like, left him there. That seems safe. I was like, no, no. Um, And then, because they were so nervous about if other people they had brought in, and, like, I don't remember who was talking, but they were saying, like, these people had, you know, mental instabilities, and we didn't know what to do about all of that. So they decided the best plan oh, no. was to sedate 
all of the homeless people they had brought. What? Um, they poured it into their beer, and they made sure it went out only to the homeless people that had been brought in without telling anybody. What the fuck? I don't know. I was like, that's not what we do. And it doesn't tell, it doesn't, honestly, it doesn't say what happened after they sedated them. Like, I think they got to stay there and they were just like the same thing with the whole, your husband's dead, Sheila, you're going to sleep for three days and then you'll be better. I think it was kind of that mentality. Oh my God. It's bad. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying these people are good either. I wanted to be very clear. I'm not just being like the American government. <laughs> the cult is good. Racist and bigoted. But they're they're both not good people. Like they're both fighting in ways that didn't need to happen. Yeah. It's like a um, weird so version like of this... West Side story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so this this is kind of where it seems to me that Sheila like reaches the end of her rope with the people of Oregon. Um and she was, like, not playing nice anymore. Like, mm-hmm. she wasn't trying to, like, win through democracy or through, like, loopholes in the law. Like, you know, like any annoying white lawyer man would do. Yeah. Um, and now she was talking about, like, maybe we have to kill people to get what we want. <laughs> oh, my God. She went straight to murder. She, I mean, <laughs> to girl. be fair... Nothing. I don't know. She. I don't think she actually ever killed anybody. Um, but there's stuff that I'm like, girl, why? But like, I'm getting further down into it. I'm like, that. That's what it took for you to be like, never mind. Okay. Uh, um. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So over the next several days, what? Just it's bananas. Yes, I told you it was gonna be crazy. Um, so over the next couple days, people start getting chills. They're having the runs, and then a bunch of people start going to the hospital. Oh shit! Um, and that's because seven hundred and fifty people had had salmonella poisoning. How the fuck did that happen? Well, okay, I was gonna save it for later. But what it's, I'll just go with what they had thought was that the Rajnishis had been tampering with lettuce that was going out to, like, salad bars in restaurants around the area. Of course they did. So, but the state really didn't have any evidence of anything to do anything. But, like, everyone was kind of already looking at them. They're like, that's them. They did it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because of this, like, big scandal, I, like, there's whispers going around about Sheila's job being in jeopardy because of the fact that the share a home plan wasn't going well with the homeless people, and now people were looking at them for poisoning an mm-hmm. entire town. Um... And then what the state was saying was that this is a plan by the Rajneesh to incapacitate voters so that Uh, they wouldn't be well enough to go to the election. They literally stopped so many people from voting and they're like, this is a plan to suppress us. 
Yeah, and it didn't work because people believed so wholeheartedly that it was an attack from the Rosnishi people that they went out in droves to vote. Um, oh and it's so frustrating because, like, one of the ladies who was, like, running the polling the polling site was like, you know, it just shows that, like, America wanted to fight for itself and we did it legally. And I was like, bitch, no. You suppressed voters it that literally... wanted to vote. Like, obviously, you had a big turnout from people who didn't want Rajnichis to be there. But it wasn't exactly fair because you literally stopped people from registering So to many vote people. That had every right to be a voter. But you know, okay. just, just fun, normal things. And also, no one died from the salmonella poisoning. People went to the hospital. I think, like, 45 people out of the 750 people went to the yeah, hospital. Yeah, they act like but there everyone was murder. Was still fine. Yeah. Um, because they, they call it the largest biological warfare attack in the United States history. What? Okay. Uh, yeah. So now, now with since we're investigating a bunch of things about the Rajneeshi people now, we're also going to look into everyone's immigration status. Great. That always so ends they were well. Saying, yeah, they were saying that people were, um, like, leaving their ranch together and going to, like, cities discrete cities and they would like spread it out so like some people would go to LA some people would go to Dallas some people would go to Austin some people would fly to Chicago and they would go there and they would get married and say oh we're married now this person needs a green card and then they would go back to the ranch and then they would keep having all the other various partners they had before they quote got married well, uh, okay, because people don't cheat all the time in just normal society. Okay, thank you. That was exactly my fucking point. And I was like, so, okay, this literally just sounds like they wanted to have an open marriage. Yeah, like, literally. to say that they're not in love with each other. Like, sure, people do, like, lie to get immigration to America because our immigration system fucking sucks. Yeah, because but, it's the like, worst. But also, like, this happens largely in non-religious cult weddings as well. And, like, you know, the whole thing, I was like, so is it just because okay, they okay, were okay. having an open partnership and also, that was not okay? But, you know, if this other person cheats on their partner and no one finds out, they're still getting to be married, even though that was a break in the vows? Get over yourself. Okay, but my point is, is, like, your neighbors to Utah, who is infamous for guys just having multiple women. Yeah, like, but we're okay with Mormons. Exactly. But y'all don't have like, a problem with Mormons. Care. Yeah, like, I'm like, I don't care what people believe in as long as they're not hurting people or, uh... What else was it? It's like, I don't know, being greedy? I don't know what. Whatever. If you're not hurting people, and you're not forcing, like, brainwashing people into being there, like, I, I think they these people were, in a way, getting brainwashed, but it wasn't maliciously. Yeah. I, at least not yet. I'm still kind of messing with it. But, like, you know, Mormons, I don't really have a problem with you. I don't agree with the things that you say, but... 
I can choose not to believe in it. And you can live over there and we don't have to deal with each other at all. Mm -hmm. Why does it matter what my God is versus what your God is? As long as we're not killing people and raping people, I think it's fine. Do what you want. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and they were also looking... Yeah, so that was a big thing. They were trying to track the thing. They were saying it was a, the, like a huge immigration fraud problem. And they were also looking into Rajnishi. I like could Rajnishis. go the rest of my life never having to hear the word fraud again. Especially not the word election <laughs> fraud. I I'm know. Okay. I, I know. Um, so they were also looking into uh, Rajnish's immigration status because they said that he came over here saying that he was going to be a religious teacher um and he actually wasn't participating in a ton of the religious activities so how are you a teacher if you're not involved in anything going on so they denied his visa and so they were like you have to leave of course really um so they were like fully gonna yeah they were fully gonna deport him but remember there's a lot of lawyers in That's Rajneeshi. a good point. And so they brought in over a thousand pages of documentation of saying how you can't do this because he is, in fact, a religious teacher. Yeah. I can't. Okay. Um, they also were looking in for tax fraud and arson Pretty much anything that they could try to go back to the commune, they were like, will it stick? Uh-huh. So then um, Rajneesh's health starts to decline. So they had actually left India because the humidity had been messing with his like respiratory system mm-hmm. as well. Um, but he's also old. He's old now. Yeah. He is old. And so his health is declining. And Sheila... And he's got these doctors around him and these doctors' partners. And she's thinking that they're getting him addicted to drugs uh, because they're taking him to L.A. where he's trying to get more people interested in this, this, this whole thing. And they're giving him drugs and he's getting addicted to it. Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I also don't think it, it fucking matters if he wants to do drugs but like she brought it up to him about how like he shouldn't be doing these things and he basically said you stay out of it uh she has done so much for your sorry ass yeah so she starts thinking that the doctors and his dentist are all trying to basically kill Rajneesh or just kind of against him like Mm -hmm. they didn't see how genius he was and she didn't think they were taking enough care with him because he was this great man. And if they messed around with it, he would just be gone and they would have, like, ruined the world oh for my this great man. Oh, my God. You know? like, okay. And that's where I'm like, girl, you have a lot going on here. <laughs> Miss girl. <laughs> yeah, one day he asked his doctor about, like, if he wanted to unalive himself, like, how could they humanely do that? And so the doctor was, like, saying, like, I could do this and this for you if you ever decided that you wanted to unalive yourself. 
Um, mm-hmm. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, they were treating him like an animal, like an animal test subject. They were using this fantastic man and they were just going to play around with his life. And I'm like, lady, he asked Literally, about like, maybe unaliving himself. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> if he wants to unalive himself, no matter in any way, like he can. If he's if he's old and he doesn't feel good anymore, he can go. Literally. He's just a person. So she's starting to lose it. She's starting uh, she to go a little like, nutso. Yeah, I think that I feel like Sheila. What was happening here is like, you know, she's at the oldest that she could possibly be. I don't think she could have been older than twenty three or twenty four when everything hits the fan. Mm-hmm. Like that's the oldest she could have been. So she's still young, and she's basically she moved in here when she was like seventeen, eighteen, and from like day one. People have been out to get them. And so Literally, I think that yeah. this has just been years of her being on the defensive and seeing threats as in any way possible that they could be coming. Because she's been the one having to, like, deal with it all. Mm-hmm. So I do think she loses. She's, like, losing it. But I think it's because of everything that she'd been going through to take care of him. Yeah, for sure. Because she has been yes. through so much to, like, try and help this guy. Yeah. and But she's, like, they're just trying to kill him, and they are trying to take his intelligence and ruin it. So she mm-hmm. gets, like, a group of people together that are, like, their only plan is to keep him alive. Yeah. Um, I I don't entirely understand this part because... It see it sounds like maybe he thought about unaliving himself on like this big day in their, um, I guess religion cult whatever. The big day for the big day for Rajneeshis, and he was like, maybe this will be. Oh, it's the like the Master's Day, so maybe his birthday. Oh, I don't know. Okay, um, I mean they are like, materialistic, so day. birthday would make sense. Yeah, because everyone called him the Master. And so it was like, maybe this day is when I will go. And so they were like, we got to kill his doctor. Um, and so Sheila gives a syringe to one of the other women. And that woman goes up and she stabs the doctor um, in his butt. And they like fight with each other over it. And then she drops the syringe on the ground and then the woman who was given the role of picking up the syringe runs out and grabs it and runs away and then uh, the woman who stabbed him is like try like pretending to kind of take care of she's like what's wrong with you are you okay and he's like staring at her because he knows what just happened but the drugs are making him be like wait what the fuck and then she's yeah, like he's like are wait you okay? what you should fuck? sit down what's wrong and so, like, she's in the middle of doing all that to him. He sits down, and she just leaves. <laughs> she, like, pretended to do all of that. And then she, like, GTFO. She's, she's like, like I'm, out. I'm out. Exactly. Um, and, like, as she's leaving, everything, like, the weight of what she just did, like, s- crushes down onto her. 
as she's like, what the fuck have I come to that I'm willing to try and kill somebody? Like, she also volunteered for that role that she would try to stab this person with a syringe. Mm-hmm. So, um, this whole thing, I, I know that Sheila went to see Rajneesh and I don't remember what they talked about. It's in the documentary. But she ended up leaving his house crying. Um, uh, and like two and like two days after that, Sheila says she's leaving. And like a lot of the people that oh, loved shit. Sheila and her like her council, mm-hmm. I think it's like 25 people altogether. They say, if you're leaving, we're going to leave too. And so they get onto a plane at the airport on the ranch and they fly away. Wow. What could have gone down yeah. to make all that happen? Yeah, because then someone had to go tell Rajneesh that she was gone. Mm-hmm. And he apparently was pissed about the whole thing. Uh, his initial response was, just anger? Okay. Well, it's more than that. And, like, let me break it down. Okay. So, Raj- Rajneesh had been, like, in a, in a, like, he'd been silent for, like, three years. Like, no one out, like, no one publicly had heard him speak. Like, when he would go out for meditation, he still wasn't talking to people. Um, for three years. For and then three after years? She- for three years. And so after Sheila left, he broke his silence. So what? he comes. Yeah, he's like, I'm ready to talk now. Um, so he comes out and he speaks for the first time in three or four years. And he's saying that, like, people had been taking advantage of his silence and that criminals don't just like if you're not a criminal you don't flee without saying even a goodbye to me he straight up called her criminal yeah he basically was like fuck all of them and like Sheila was saying and Sheila was saying that he was just so hurt that she had abandoned him I mean anger is a secondary emotion so it fits. I mean, I completely understand that he... I, when he came out and he talked about it, I think me and Josh were both watching it together, and he was like, oh, he's just pissed. I was like, oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. He's just mad that she left him. Yeah, because she was, like, his main gal. Yeah, so then he comes out and he basically says, Sheila did this, 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 and this. Like, she... She did the the poisoning, the salmonella thing. She set uh, the planning, the planning building on fire. She tried to kill these people. What? She was trying to assassinate, like the attorney general. Like all of what this, he comes out with fuck? a laundry list of things that she had supposedly done. That he was also so shocked about all of the actions that had been going on at the ranch. Okay. Yeah, so this is where I I go, 
Oh, you're Charlie Mansoning it. Yeah, literally. You know, you're saying, I didn't do shit. I'm so, I'm just as shocked as you guys are because I had no idea. I didn't know anything. I've been silent. I'm just an old man. I told everyone I'm not a god. And she created this religion around me. And I didn't know anything about it. You know what? What? Everyone, you don't have to wear the colors anymore. All those necklaces that have my face on it, you don't have to wear them anymore. All these books that are published about the religion of Rajneesh, I didn't agree to. She printed all my words when I had no say in it. So you know what? (gasps) Burn everything. (laughs) Holy shit! And on top of all those books that we're going to burn, put Sheila's robes on top of them. Holy fuck. Yeah, he, he, like, they, they, apparently whether they flew was somewhere in Europe first. I think they went to Germany, but I'm not entirely sure where, if that's where they first landed or if that's just where they ended up. Mm-hmm. But apparently when they got there, Someone called them from the ranch, which, like, how did they even know? Yeah. um, People went to go hear who was on the phone, and the woman who... This is the same woman that had, like, left her whole family and gone to India. Mm -hmm. She's also the woman that stabbed the doctor with the syringe. Um, Yeah. And she said everyone who came back was changed. Like, they said when they got to Germany, it felt like they were free. And, like, the vibe was so much easier. And then they went to have that phone call, and people came back different. And so what they said, what she said so was So Sheila that, has become the new Rajneesh? I, I don't think so. Um, but so what they were saying was that Rajneesh is pissed, and he's sending the dogs after you. Uh, great, that's not gonna make you fear for your life at all. I mean, in the documentary, Sheila said that she thinks that she just knew too much. She mm-hmm. knew too much about the organization. She knew too much about how things had been being run. And even to this day, she's worried that she still knows too much. That her family is worried about her all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's anyway, valid. So... Yeah. So, basically, most of the council that was running the ranch had left with Sheila, um, and the mayor of the ranch had, I don't know when, but had, like, turned tail and fled to Los Angeles, and, like, was, like, gone. Um, So, basically, the ranch needed a whole new system of people running. Yeah, they just left the ranch in disarray. So... Like, basically, what would happen was Rodnish would say, I think this person should maybe be this position. And they'd, they'd have an election, and that would just be what happened. Like, oh, everyone elected it, you know. Completely disregarding the fact that he was, like, putting his favor on who should be in mm-hmm. charge. And so then um, it was the doctor's girlfriend who Sheila had been um, enemies with, becomes his new personal secretary. And he starts going on to talk shows as well, saying things. And he's basically, like, and then Sheila recorded a message 
basically say you need to tell people what you are really doing and who you really are. And he was just like, she's on drugs. Uh, she's just jealous because I've never had sex with her because I have a rule that I don't have sex with my secretaries. What the fuck? Fucking men. Yeah, like, yeah, when you watch it, I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Who are you? What are you even talking about? I thought it was a feminist. Jesus. Yeah, when you watch it, he seems completely, like, detached from it. And he's... But also you can tell he's, like, mad at her. Mm-hmm. In, like, the most petty way possible. I mean, he seems like a petty person. Yeah, but so he starts... Because of all the the things that he said Sheila did, now the FBI is like, well, we need to get in there. Oh, and so they shit. have all these warrants um, to get in there, and he basically lets them come in. Mm-hmm. Um, they find like uh, they find the lab that was doing all of the salmonella poisoning and very other very otherest things. Very otherest things. I don't know words. The words of things, you know. <laughs> Anyway, so they found a lab that had been contaminating things, and underneath Sheila's house, they found this, like, bunker of sorts that had a door to an underground tunnel that also had a huge system to record pretty much anything on the ranch. What the fuck? So, like, they had tapes and tapes of people's conversations and they had to sit through them and listen for anything about crimes. Oh um, my god! And they, they, they said they had so many tapes that if someone was sitting there for eight hours a day listening to them, it would take them two years to get through it all. Holy shit! So they also said they had the hugest, like, wiretapping case here as well. It was, like, the largest they'd ever seen. This is a fucking like cw tv show right here yeah and so it's kind of like things start to um get out there sheila's sort of starting to talk but like not really it seems like she's just trying to say that she's not a part of the movement anymore Mm -hmm. she doesn't know if she'll ever go back um just trying to lay low yeah and so and then they found her in germany and she um, was, like, kind of talking to, like, magazines. And then um, all, and then back at the ranch, they were kind of getting surrounded by, like, FBI, military, U.S. Marshals. People who were coming in to say, maybe it's time that we just take everybody out. Because... There's too much going on here. Yeah. And you know, it's bad. And then, like, when people were coming in to investigate things that brought reporters, and reporters were saying that when they showed up to the ranch, there was just sex happening everywhere. <laughs> um, like, in the middle of everybody. People have such on a focus bridges on this. It's so funny. For no me- nothing. And so it was just like everyone was basically being like, this is definitely a cult now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and because when Rajneesh speaking, it didn't help anything anymore. 
Like a lot of people said the minute he started talking was one of his biggest mistakes because he's a walking ball of contradiction. Yeah, literally. Like he was like, you know, like basically saying the religion is all Sheila's fault because I don't believe his pettiness in destroyed him. That's so funny. And so, yeah, but like and then he was saying that he's not a god. He's not the leader. These aren't his followers. But then eventually he turned it around and he was like, I don't want any of my people talking to anybody unless they come to me first and I know what they're going to say. So he was basically telling everybody to just sit down and shut up. Nobody say shit. And everybody was like, we, boom, have a problem here. Mm-hmm. So they're getting surrounded by all these military people, militant people, residents from the town that think they're fucking Rambo that are just joining the situation with their guns and ghillie suits. Jesus. Ghillie suits. You see. Like, they all thought they were fucking James Bond and this was the coolest thing they had ever done. <laughs> and so, under all of that pressure, um, one guy is out there with his cows and he sees two planes come into the ranch, stay for a little bit, and take off. And then it becomes known that Rajneesh has left. And he didn't tell anybody that he was leaving. What? So, like, he, he, the same thing Sheila did that pissed him off so much, he abandoned the rest of the people that were there. I... This man... <laughs> He's old and he's senile and needs to be stopped. I mean, we're—he's not alive anymore. He died in 1990. Oh, I, so I know he's not alive anymore. He was old in the 80s, still. Yeah. Um. So I haven't watched the last episode. I'm guessing it's going to be about the trials and all the evidence and stuff. But, like, I really kind of just wanted to focus on, like, the whole living on the commune thing and all of that. Um, I do know that Sheila was eventually arrested in West Germany in October of 86, where then she was extradited back to the U.S. in February. Mm-hmm. They, they charged her with immigration fraud and attempted murder. What? <laughs> yeah. Because they were prosecuting her for crimes, saying that they had tried to poison the commissioner, um, Commissioner Matthew, as well as Judge Hulse, and as well as the town. So they were like, all of those restaurant poisonings that you're, you're also there. Mm-hmm. She actually pled guilty. She was like, yeah, okay, guilty. Um, so, She's like, yeah, I'll write that one, I guess. I'll admit to <laughs> Yeah, so in July of 86, she uh, pled guilty to first-degree assault, conspiracy to commit assault, uh, second-degree assault, and conspiracy to commit assault against um, Matthew. So, like, both the judge and the commissioner. She also pled Mm -hmm. guilty to setting a fire to the county planning office, as well as wiretapping the commune. I I can't. Okay. Um, So she was ended up being sentenced to three 20-year terms in federal prison to be served concurrently and also a fine of $470,000. 
Is she out now? Uh, she went to the Federal Correctional Institution in Dublin, California. Did you know we had a Dublin, California? Did not oh, know Josh we had a Dublin, California. It must be NorCal. And so he was like, yep, I know this place. <laughs> it must be NorCal. I don't, anything, I don't know anything above, like, Santa Rosa until I get to Reading. And then that's, like, it. <laughs> but, Literally, um, yeah. Anyway. So there was a female, a female prison. And so while she was there, she announced plans to make a documentary about her life. And then in December of 1988, she was released on good behavior after only 39 months of her three 20 year sentences. And she moved to Switzerland. Um, I mean, there are worse places to go. Yeah. I mean, it's also, like, I don't think they do any extradition because they're very neutral on things in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. They're very much like, hey, buddy, we don't care what's happening here or there. We're just Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, we're just Switzerland. Yeah. So then, now for Rajneesh, uh, on October 23rd, 1985, uh, a grand jury indicted Rajneesh and other disciples um, uh, for immigration laws um, mm -hmm. the indictment was returned in camera I don't know why but it was leaked to the lawyer so they said maybe you should surrender to them if this doesn't work out so like if you surrender it won't be that bad and he was being really afraid of like there being shootings and then it was becoming like a rumor that mm -hmm. he was planning to use the women and children to create a human shield if they tried to arrest him. Um, oh, God. And then this is where he gets on a plane and he leaves. And according to authorities, they were going to Bermuda with $58,000 in cash, as well as, like, watches and bracelets. So, like, all of it together, he had about a million dollars on him. Oh, my God. Um, so yeah, so he was trying to apparently go to Bermuda, but he, um, I think he had to stop for, like, a connection flight in, like, North Carolina, mm -hmm. and so they got him there. And so then they transferred, they took 10 days to transfer him from North Carolina back to Portland for arraignment, um... And he originally pled not guilty to everything to and got everything? released on bail. Then his lawyers come in and they're like, look, it looks pretty bad, but we have an idea. Try the Alford plea. And so what is the Alford plea, everybody asking me? I also did not know. Uh, apparently it's a guilty plea where a, sus a suspect says, like, doesn't admit guilt but says, you know what, yeah, you guys have a lot on me that I I could get in trouble and you probably have enough to put me away. Uh, okay. So it's basically saying, I didn't do anything, I'm not guilty, but you sure have a lot of evidence against me. <laughs> so it so sure, sure seems like I'm guilty. Like, okay, uh, alright then. They got him for, so to count, uh, concealed intent to remain permanently in the U.S. after a visa had been denied. 
Uh, it was sham marriages. And so under this deal, he got a uh, 10-year suspended sentence, five years probation, and $400,000 fine and prosecution costs. And he also had to agree to right. leave the United States and not return for at least five years without the permission of the Attorney General. Okay. Yeah. So he took the deal and he left the America going back to India in November of 1985 and he gets a hero's welcome. They're all like, oh my god, Rajneesh, you're back. Great. America oh. sucks. Oh my god. Okay. Because you're a hero, a you were in prison, but you're a hero. Because, like, yeah, like, remember with the big parties, people were coming from all over the world, and so there were pockets of Rajneeshi people outside of the commune in America. Mm -hmm. So he still had a huge following in India. He also, I think it was, like, Japan. Lo lots of it in Europe. Um, That's so crazy. And so he comes back and he says that the world must, quote, put the monster America in its place. And also, quote, either America must be hushed up or America will be the end of the world. I mean, both of those are fair points, but not for the reasons that he's saying they are. No, no. Especially since, like, it's so strange to me that he was sitting here and at the very beginning saying that the East was broken because of their religiousness and the West was yeah, broken and, like, he because wanted of capitalism. their capitalistic nature. And then he was like, but you know what? I'm gonna go to America. Because <laughs> we have to be materialistic spiritualists. Yep. Ugh. Um, so Rajneesh died January 19th, 1990 at 58. So actually, not that fucking old. Not that fucking old. I don't old. know why. I he looks old because he's got like a white, long white beard and he wears like, um, like mm -hmm. sage clothing, looks kind of like Gandalf. Um, so he looks much older than he was actually. So, but he died in India and the official cause of death was heart failure. But um, a statement released by the commune said that he died because, quote, living in the body had become hell. He already said he wasn't special and he's not a fucking god. But, you know, Sheila also said he was like a thousand years old or something. Yeah, and the commune then also said that maybe he was poisoned in America's jails, where he didn't have to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that. It's not like you guys left India because he had bad health, and then he was thinking about unaliving himself because he had bad health. Mm -hmm. But okay, yeah. Yeah, he, maybe, okay. I'm not gonna say yeah, that America you know, hasn't maybe. done stuff to people in jail, but I don't think this guy. <laughs> especially since he was barely there because he was rich enough to pay the bail and get out and then they were like just leave <laughs> we just, just go leave. give us your money and fucking go <laughs> I can't yeah um, so his ashes were placed in his newly built bedroom 
in Lao Tzu house um, at his ashram in Pun, and his epitaph reads, Never born, never died, only visited this planet Earth between December 11th, 1931 and January 19th, 1990. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. Would you like to sure. know yeah. what happened right. to the ranch? What happened to the ranch? Do you want to have any guesses as what happened to the ranch? Is it still in service today? It is. Oh, no. But not by the Rajneeshis. Is it a spa? No, I can actually tell you what it is. Oh, Because God. I've been there. Because you have been- <gasps> Is it a fucking Young Life camp? It's a fucking Young Life camp. <laughs> it's Washington Family Ranch in Oregon, California. <laughs> I have spent a goddamn month there, no and I way. didn't know. <laughs> I have been in one of their buildings. There's there's new buildings that they built up for this. But I have been oh in the A-frame houses, God. and I have been in one of their, like, cement worship bunkers. I've been there. What the fuck? <laughs> when did you figure that out? Um, I, I, okay, so when I was there, they mentioned the Rajneeshis, but I was from Southern California, and that meant nothing to me. Yeah, you were like, oh, cool, so, some people lived here before, all right. <laughs> Just here for a good time. So it was more of like, well, that's how I remembered because I was like, oh, I remember they talked about the Rajneeshis. Let me look what that is. And then I looked into all of this and I was like, how on earth do oh, not more people my know God. about this? It happened not that long ago. I can't believe you've been there. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's so weird. It's like, really? They wanted to build a ranch around their religion, and you said no, you can't. And then they left, and you decided to, to put in a Christian make camp. a ranch around your religion. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, sure. Oh my god! <laughs> like I don't care what people do, but why was it okay for you to make it a Christian camp? And not, you know, this thing. <laughs> and now I'm thinking about how the, you know, we have people, <sighs> counselors that go out and they watch for purple, which is, if you don't know, the joining of a male who's <laughs> blue and a girl who's, who's pink. pink. Because if they come together, it becomes purple. purple. And that's bad. When, if you think about it, people were having sex all over that property. <laughs> Literally everywhere. It became such an issue. I can't. That's so... <laughs> it's very beautiful. I can tell you that. The, uh, the space in that area of Oregon is gorgeous. It's so fucking hot, though. Yeah. I can tell you that also. So when I was saying, I don't know how they built this whole fucking commune in the middle of june and july i honestly don't know because it is like the sun is just over you it is at least 100 degrees it is dry 
<laughs> it's dry heat. I, I don't even know. But yes, I've been here and it is baffling to me. I can't. Oh my god. <laughs> and Ashley, when you listen to this, yeah, we were here. We <laughs> yeah, were here. When Ashley gets to We this. drove through Antelope. Oh It my does god. that fucking town is like three blocks of houses, and that's it. And they cause such a problem. I mean, I'm not I'm not shocked either, because like uh, I was telling Josh that like Oregon as a history is a very kind of racist state that has been kind of covered up and changed into a very progressive state but the central area is still kind of that way like portland is very progressive and has changed but it's still largely white so i mean it's not entirely a race thing because people Mm -hmm. of all races and colors were a part of rajneesh but it came from India. It was that way. It was also bigotry. Like, I don't like your religion. It doesn't make any sense to me. So all of it, all of it's weird. And mm-hmm. I, I've got no hate for Oregon. I think it's a beautiful place up there. And I think some of the people are great. But I'm not at all surprised that this is what happened. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, it was super weird to watch the documentary because I was sitting there going like, well, I'm not just going to believe you because you say this thing. Like, I know that I know that government can go out and get people if they want to get people. Like, you know, and like all of the the residents who were saying that they were getting harassed, I'm sure they felt unhappy. And I understand that like it probably wouldn't I don't think mm-hmm. that they should have started to buying up property and completely changing the whole town. Like, that was also petty. But, like, these people weren't perfect either. Like, it's like, everyone is wrong. Everyone is wrong in this situation. The residents suck because they couldn't just leave people out in the desert alone. Yeah, literally Um, just leave them alone to have all of their sex. Just, yeah. yeah, And then, like, the Rajnichis were wrong because they couldn't just, like, they should have just fought to keep the ranch and been like, we own this mm-hmm. thing. And they, like it became a more of a problem when they retaliated. I don't know what would have happened had they have not retaliated. So, like, I understand that whole thing of, like, they just wanted to exist and felt like they couldn't. So they kept doing things. And then, like, it's just it just shows the whole, like, the whole, like, an eye for an eye. The whole world goes blind because it was like, no matter... Who was doing the thing next? There was another thing that added to it. And then people came back and Mm -hmm. it was just like, everyone's bad. All of you guys should have just stopped. It should have just been those those crazy people out there living on their ranch with all their sex. I don't really know about it, but I'm just going to stay here and they're going to be way over there. 19 miles in the hot fucking sun and I don't have to think about them. Imagine they had to walk that 19 miles though. I think they did. No, like the Rajneeshis, I think they did. Yeah, but like because you've been there and you know how fucking hot it is, like imagine having to do that. I'm pretty sure they did. Like I think they came into town for whatever reason. I don't think they did it often, but that's why too much I don't know. So it's like, how often were you actually having to interact with these people that you couldn't stand it for that? Like, I don't, I don't know what's, what is the problem here? 
So Mm -hmm. all of it, like no one is good. It should have just been that like they were over there and you had your town and you guys could have like coexisted and nothing would have been a problem. But it is what it is. I understand. Yeah, you know, as people do. Everybody's concerns. Like I understand how this the government got concerned because they were he- listening to all the people and thinking that they were doing stuff and then it was so annoying because in the end they actually were doing things that were bad that they hadn't been doing at the beginning. And so it was like great. Now all these people that were wrong before are now right and now they feel justified in it and they think they're heroes. And it's like, it's annoying because, yes, now they're right. You were doing bad things. Mm-hmm. So as as a person, it was like, it, none of this needed to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's Rajneesh Parum. That's crazy. Um, the, the cult religion that I have lived at for a month. Yep. That was a fucking roller coaster. Yeah, I know I kind of breezed past all of the, like, the, like, actual crimes. Like, I just kind of listed everything. But there's just too much like, Yeah, there's a lot. It's, like, all over the place. And if you are curious leaving these episodes about what else happened, go watch the documentary. Yeah. It's called Wild Wild Country on Netflix. Um, and it is Certainly great, is wild. It is very factual. There is so much information in there. They've got people from the residents that lived there back then. They have Sheila on it, other people involved in it. One of the mayors who got elected after Sheila left. Because, you know, it was the 80s. So we actually had videos to show of people talking. Mm-hmm. Wild, wild country on Netflix. And I actually, when I started looking it up, I read an article about what people who were in the commune thought about it. Most of them didn't watch more than like the first episode. And it seemed like the biggest complaint was that they didn't talk enough about Rajneesh. They were like, Mm -hmm. you're not telling enough about what our religion was and who Rajneesh was. So I don't need to see all of this stuff. It seemed like a lot of people blamed the whole thing, all the problems on Sheila and Sheila was just evil, and she was a like a bad egg. And so it seems like that's kind of everyone's... So I was like, well, that doesn't seem like you're really saying anything is wrong yeah, about this documentary. Mm-hmm. It's just that you don't think they're focusing enough on the thing that you care the most about. Mm-hmm. What was your reaction when you found out that you'd been there? Uh, well, I knew pretty early on... But then, like, I just, for me, where it clicked was, like, so they really said, you can't have your religious camp out here because we're going to put our, and then they basically were like, we're going to put our religious camp out here. Yeah, and but it's because okay. it's Christian. Like, literally. That's where it was, like, seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't like, oh, my God. But the whole fact of, like, I have been here, like, watching the documentary, I was like, yeah, I know that mountain. And that mountain, I didn't go hiking because it was like 80 degrees at 6 a.m. But uh, yeah, people did that. It's still out there. 
And I saw a giant antelope one time with Ashley, and it scared me. And I was like, a deer! <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, that was a wild ride. Thank you for taking me with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we tell them the things? Yeah, let's tell them the things. Alrighty, you can find us on Instagram at nope underscore mm. um underscore scared. Follow us, like us, share us a DM. We're always happy to chat with you guys. And if you have your own stories, personal, like if you've got like listener stories about ghosts, have you also been to Washington Family Ranch, Cal- uh, Oregon, and you did not know about this or you did, tell me about that. I would like to hear more things. Oh, um, absolutely. And if you've got hometown or whatever, if you've got suggestions, <laughs> you have whatever, send them to us, us at nopeimscaredpodcast at gmail.com. If any of it. I don't care. I'll read anything. Uh, and again, we have a few listener stories, so we're trying to get enough together to put out an episode. So send them in, because we want to hear from you. Heck yeah, we do. Um, is that it? I think that's it. Alrighty. Um, happy summer, everybody. Have a summer. Because when this comes out, it's officially fucking summer. Gross. And I hate it. <laughs> it's, it's already hot. It's awful. Yeah, it's going to be 100 degrees tomorrow. 100. Yep. Alrighty. Bye. Right. Bye, guys.